Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. whatever uh, kind of semi-flood from my dad when he was doing photography professionally, clamped onto a bookcase shooting up at the ceiling as if to bounce some light back at us. I'm very Clamp. pale. You are not. I'm not pale. We're trying to work. See, if we had a lighting crew, then that would be someone who would who would light me differently than you. <laughs> Just like a bounce board and a whole thing. So that's okay. We're working with it. See, I wanted to show my cool hair flower. I don't think anyone could see it. Welcome to Lady and the Gent. I'm Lady Hope. I'm the Urban Gent. He is my best friend. And this is our special, almost my birthday, and a very special guest of ours birthday show. Yes. Should we bring them on yes. in? Sisters of the Moon, our co co host and friend to the show, Charlie the Matchmaker. Welcome. Welcome, Charlie. Hi, kids. Oh, up a little. Always with the technical. If you guys don't remember Charlie, he was one of he was our first not someone related to us interview. <laughs> at our show. We're so proud and, we, and it was such a great interview Bradley. and we became buddies. And we are actually gonna see him this week his birthday and I he and I have the same birthday on April twentieth. And we are seeing him this Sunday for something very cool that he's doing. Charlie, tell the people so they can come. This Sunday at, in Asbury Park, New Jersey, I am bringing my sold-out one-man cabaret show to hey. Tim Tim Clunes on the Asbury Park Boardwalk. Um, you, everybody can get tickets. Everybody can get tickets at Dear Charlie AP. Dot eventbrite.com, or they can just go to my website, charliethematchmaker.com, and find out the information. And he's on Facebook. Yeah. I'm on the Facebook. Just uh, go to we love the Facebook. Click like. Oh, and like guess, him. What? Just I, like us. I also, mm-hmm. I also have a book fan, Facebook fan page. Yes. Did you know that Ooh. they have those for So I put my book, Love Made Easy, with Charlie the Matchmaker on there, and... I, you can like that, too, and find out information on how to get my book. Yes. Very good. Cool. It's a little practical so, tip. So how, how have you guys been? Oh, my gosh. What, what darling? So how like? have you guys been? I'm good. Have you been? Yeah? 
Yeah. Got some now, big Alex, things happening. Allie, <laughs> Alex, I, I think just put on my lip gloss. Yeah. I will be honest with my age that I'm turning on Saturday if you're honest with yours. Do you want to publish all of yeah. here? Um, I'll totally, I'm totally honest. I will be 35 years old. Oh, you child. I am going to be oh, 43. Uh, please. Please. And you look, you got the cheekbones of a 25-year-old. <laughs> well, thank God I have those cheekbones because I think my face is simply hanging from them is what it all is. Yes, Adina, thank you. We're going to have a lot of fun Sunday. I just eventually have to be back in New York for work the next day. But I'm really excited to hang out with you. <laughs> I am so excited that you guys are coming to the show. I've put a really great show. It's a night of songs, and then I spit out dating advice and relationship advice in between the songs. And I am concerned because a friend of mine are bringing have decided that they're bringing their children because they want their children to learn about love. And I'm like, oh no, (laughs) do I have to yank one of the songs now? No. Oh, you can't do. You can't. I, up I don't like censored. No. It, Why? And you know what? And that's, I wonder, though. Is well, that and that, and that's, that's exactly. And that's exactly what the parents said. They're like, Charlie, please. Our kids have known you since birth. I think they can okay. handle you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> cool. Oh, hey. Well, they're gonna get. They're gonna learn today. <laughs> they'll have a lesson, and maybe they'll just uh, grow up fast. Oh no! Are you and stream sound no, again? No, it's broadcasting. Oh, it's recording. This is recording. Yeah, uh, we'll deal with that later. Yeah. All right. Anyway, you so being cranky, but what, thanks for listening, everyone who's still on the chat and hearing <laughs> us in old timey radio land. So anyway, so we're gonna bring in our special special guest, yeah, and she's gonna start. Leaving her mystical magic of stars for us. <laughs> so we'd like to say a big flow. <laughs> yeah, Janet, I made her laugh. Hello, Janet. <laughs> She's got a show as well, Living Astrology. On the Thir- same day. Same day as us. Thursday, sister. She's on at 7. Eastern. And Eastern. And we actually like to listen to her while we're getting ready and doing our thing. Put it today because we are rushing Oh, that's back awesome, guys. <laughs> Were you really entertained today when I wasn't talking to anybody? Or <laughs> I know you were having tea. Not we're not the only ones with technical difficulties. <laughs> no, there's a very good astrological reason too. You know, I had to go. Oh no! Was there another solo flare? Because I couldn't sleep last night. You know what? I don't want to look for that today. Oh no. All right, Janet, so why technically would you say this stuff's all falling apart and then we can get into what you do briefly and how you do it and then we go to Charlie and the rest of us and we're going to have some fun tonight? Yes, we are. Well, first of all, let me say happy birthday to both you and Charlie. And uh, even though it's a couple days early, uh, it's pretty interesting because, you know what, Allison, you're actually a a Taurus and he, Charlie, is actually an Aries. So oh, yeah. I just see both of I you born on the same so. day. Yeah, that cusp but that we fall on, right? It's that cusp. In various years, you know, the the sun moves in at an earlier date because you know why? We change the calendars. You know, we oh. do leap years and all that kind of stuff. The sun is mm-hmm. right on time, but we're not always on time with the sun. 
So, Charlie, you're an Aries, and Allison, you are a Taurus. I am. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah, and you know what? Now that I can see you on Ustream, I can tell that for sure, right? Because you can see the the classic Taurus look. Very pretty face. Okay. (laughs) No, that's a good thing. I did. You know what's funny? I was under your cellular list before we went on the air. Um, when I was younger, and I'd actually always had an interest in astrology, and I bought big honking textbooks, and me and my friend in high school would, like, do the charts, but I don't think half of what we were doing we understood, but it was cool to us. And everything I would read up on Taurus, I was like, oh, wow, that sounds like, like, physically, mentally, you know. It was always so funny to me how much it sounded, you know, the good, the bad traits, like the way yeah. I am. So I was like, chuckle because <laughs> exactly. everyone's like you're on the cusp what are you and I was like I'm very much a Taurus and that's how I always felt so it's you know it's pretty cool that you're like yep <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's not very often that I come across two people on the same day yeah with different birthdays I'm, I'm hearing a lag oh oh no audio issues uh oh but yeah. Janet, tell us a little I'm, bit of how you got into this and all, and then we want to go right to uh, want to go to Charlie's chart first. But do a little brief history Aries. of you. Aries always want to okay. be first, don't they? Well, let's Aries be first. <laughs> Even as the people, they are before Taurus. They always want to be first because they're first in line on the Zodiac. Uh, well, you know, technically, Charlie, you're first on the Zodiac, so. Yeah. We'll go with Congratulations. So my background, I I actually came across being an astrologer um, when I was, oh, I think probably in my early, oh, if I say the age, then you'll know where I am now. But anyway, uh, I actually remembered astrology, if you will uh, believe that. It was a very mystical, magical sort of thing that happened to me in that I was uh, given a book by my youngest son, and he thought it was cool because it had crystals on the front of it. But it turns out it was an astrology book. And that book would travel all around my house until finally I got the hint. It wants me to read it. So I opened the book up and started reading it. And sure enough, it was about astrology. And not more than a week later, I began doing astrology readings for my friends and, and people uh, you know, that would uh, come into my store because I had a, a, a metaphysical bookstore. So it was a pretty magical journey, and I've been doing it ever since. Of course, I've learned more since too. Uh, but it, it was—it's pretty interesting when I—I I, uh, realized the journey that I was on with this. Wow! I don't know. Shall we take a journey? Let's take a into journey into Charlie's chart. <laughs> we should. I'm so nervous. Oh, you! Oh, with time. You don't have to be nervous at all. So, you know, there's okay. this, um, every year the sun comes to the same degree it was when you were born, and that's what we call your birthday. And uh, in an astrology chart, if we set a chart for that same moment when your birthday occurs, then we can find out what kind of themes uh, and things that you're likely going to encounter in the coming year. So, Charlie, if you received the chart that I sent you, you know, I, I circled different pieces of it. And uh, yes, I then have I sent it. you Yeah, so we're gonna talk about some of those because I think, you know, you have a really interesting year coming up. First of all, from a numerology standpoint, 
uh, this is a three year for you. So this is a, a very good year for being creative, uh, for being joyful and expressing joy, being social, uh, networking, and sort of being with friends. Uh, romance and love affairs can bloom during this time, too, in this year. Uh, you're inclined to live life to its fullest. So that is sort of the background of the year of 2013 for you. And so the next thing I would do is look at where the sun is by house, which is just to say what part of your life uh, is being triggered by the sun on your birthday. And it seems that for you this coming year, uh, and I count the year from your birthday to your birthday, is uh, going to be very much centered on your career and advancing yourself forward in that way. And uh, in the house that it affects in your natal chart is the third house of communication. So, you know, I don't know much about you except I know you wrote a book and that you're the matchmaker. And mm -hmm. it seems, though, with the third house being involved in your career that you're possibly either uh, putting forward another book or writing another one or that there are TV, radio-type appearances coming up for you. But in some way, you're going to be very much in the public eye this year. And uh interesting little side note here is that the sun sits right between Mars on one side and Venus on the other, almost as if it's um, sort of the balance point between the male energy and the female energy. So to me, when I looked at that, I sort of chuckled because to me that spells matchmaker. Oh, <laughs> so how it's cool just kind of that? yeah, it was really very kind of nice. A cool thing. It just sort well of done, showed Charlie. up that way. Now the second cool. thing I look at on a solar return is actually the moon, because the moon tells me about how your emotional uh, uh, health is going to be this year. What kind of connection are you going to have to the public? Because the moon actually represents the collective unconscious or uh, the public in your case. Uh, and the moon for you is in very show-off and arrogant sometimes and charismatic, generous you got to be no way you have a cabaret act. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> you have a cabaret act. Definitely launch it uh, on your birthday because uh, Leo is the home of the moon for you for this year. That means this is a year that's putting you sort of on center stage. So wow. the things that you do, you're going to want to make sure that you're out there. Now, this does trigger your shadow, and your shadow self is in Leo, which is the fear of change. So I'm going to ask you to go forward fearlessly this year, not to let fear get you in the way, uh, not to let the fear of change get you in the way. Be willing to experiment, be creative, and just get yourself out there so that you can be seen and noticed and validated for everything that you have uh, as your gifts. And, you know, your your creative energies this year are even more enhanced, not just because it's a three-personal year for you, but because Jupiter is traveling through the fifth house of creativity, joy, expansion, play, romance. It, it's in the same place. So you're growing in that area of your life this year. So I think you have a fabulous birthday planned. I think you have a fabulous year ahead of you. And uh, I think you should play full out. I don't hold back. This is a no-holds-barred year. How's that? Cool. That is, that is amazing because that is exactly how I feel about my life this year. And oh, yeah. that, is, that is the same advice that I am giving to each and every one of the people that I encounter in my matchmaking business. That's right. Well, Yes, that's fabulous, Charlie, because you know what? We tend to tell other people exactly what it is we need to hear. 
So it's a validation to yourself that you your inner knowing is right on, right? Because that's what you're telling people, and that the reason you're telling people that is because you need to see that yourself. That's how it works. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Now, do you have any questions for me that I didn't find something else? I do. Charlie and Gary going to wonder who you're going to have the romance with. Do you know who I'm going to have the romance with? I'm going to have the romance with myself. Because I tell everybody that you've got to love yourself before you love everybody else. Here. <laughs> you know what, Charlie? That's right up your alley because your destiny is in the first house of self. And loving and being compassionate towards yourself is exactly what you came here to learn in this lifetime. So go for it. Keep that motto. That's awesome. You're right on track. Thank you. The quick question that I have is my husband of 22 years is a Scorpio. How do yeah. Aries and Scorpio like get along? I always do. Well, you I know, like Aries and Scorpio is kind of like fire and water. But the yeah. safety mm-hmm. thing here is that you're so close to Taurus, and Taurus is the opposite sign to Scorpio. So there's a right. sort of pull of opposites attract here, uh, but at times there's going to be sparks. Uh, there's going to be conflict. There's going to be confrontation. That's the the joy, if you will, of being in relationship. In 22 years, you got it down, right? You've got it. Oh down. yeah. You know, you know what. And that. And that's part of my success is that you know I not only tell people how to get into relationships, I tell them how to stay in relationships because I tell them all, oh, listen, if I've been married for 22, almost 23 years to the same man, and I'm not in jail, then I'm doing something right. Oh, <laughs> Absolutely. I think Good your, job. Your honesty in that. <laughs> all right. Now I got to hear all about Allison. I'm dying to hear. Okay. Well, oh gosh. Here's, I don't know. We get the chart. Janet sent this to me, and I was like, "Cool. I don't know what yeah. it means." Ooh, why did we just? <laughs> I know. Astrology is by its own its right own now. language. Yeah, and you said don't worry about it, you'll explain, I know. And uh, I remember when my friend Ann and I used to do charty things in in high school, and she had, like, a computer program and a book, and I don't know. It was it was all, it was almost like, you know, a word problem, but more interesting. <laughs> well, this is an awesome year for you as well, Allison. Even though your chart is different because, of course, you're a few years younger and you're actually a right. Taurus, not uh, Aries. But you're also experiencing a three-personal year. So the same things that I told Charlie in terms of, you know, creativity and joy and social expansion, all of the the networking and the romancing stuff is all true for you as well. Now, one of the things I forgot to mention about the three-year is it does have a tendency for us to get our little fingers in too many pies, so we tend to scatter our energy. So that's one thing both of you guys will want to watch for is not to uh, take on so much that you can't focus on anything. So let's look at your chart then in terms of where your sun comes back because to to me this is going to be an interesting year for you because albeit you have a lot of fun stuff going on outwardly, inwardly you're on a huge growth path. And because the sun for you is sitting in the 12th house and affecting your 6th house by uh, birth. 
And the twelfth house is the the house of the hidden. Uh, it's sort of the subconscious patterns and so forth that we develop through our lifetime. Sometimes even carried over from other lifetimes, where you know there's something that dogs us that's unseen. And at times, this energy can trigger in you a fear uh, and a need to withdraw or to pull your energy back from something. So okay. here's here's what I want you to be aware of then for this year is that as these kinds of things might come up, these unconscious patterns or subconscious things that uh, trigger you, face them head on. Always okay. remembering that you, as a human being, are greater than what you've given yourself credit for, right? The 12th house is where we meet our divine self. So for you this year, you know, shake hands with the divine part of you, the part of you that is connected to God or source or goddess. It doesn't matter what you call it. Right. But, but to the part of you that's connected to something greater. And that is going to be able to um, help you gain more self-worth, um, you'll feel more valued because mm. you're the one that's doing the valuing in yourself. So, you know, your year is a little more difficult in that sometimes this will, you know, cause us to start thinking, you know, limited, uh, or like we're in a box somehow. But I, I've you know, experienced I, I, that already, you know, in a way. There's still been some, like, inner struggle with the self-confidence thing, and I totally, that's how yeah. I'm totally reading what you're telling me. Where well, there's you know, a lot of actually really awesome things, you know, and like my relationship uh-huh. and a lot of other really cool stuff that I'm so happy with. But I think in a way that's almost like all that good stuff's making me really focus on what's still in there that needs to be, you know, let go. And right. As long as you don't focus on what's missing, you know, if exactly. you start coming up feeling like you're lacking something, then mm-hmm. then you've gone into the negative side of this kind of transit. But if you go in and you see yourself, at, at, just stand back and see, oh, I, I see that I have this thought that I'm not good enough. Don't catch any emotion to it. Just stand back right. from it. Observe right. it. Be the observer. And then, um, you know, let it go to its logical conclusion. Kind of put loving energy around it because it's, it is mm-hmm. it is all you, right? It, even our good and our bad parts are all us. And they it's all great. just want to be expressed and loved. Once you do that, then you sort of release that uh, need, you know, to uh, look at yourself as being bad or wrong or not good enough. Mm-hmm. And you're already a Taurus, right? And Taurus is the ruler of the second house of self-worth, value, and resources. So mm-hmm. the only thing I see standing in your way of being completely in abundance this year is going to be any thought you have about being limited by your finances. So keep okay. that in mind, oh. too. Right, because that's you're actually. I mean, I know this is a little more than what that than I put in your paperwork for you, but your galactic mm-hmm. center actually sits in the second house, and that tells me that you are here to your part to play in our new paradigm, our new conscious human template, is mm-hmm. that of a a new view of what it means to have resources at your fingertips, a new idea of flow mm-hmm. and abundance. And um, even alternative economies like, you know, bartering and things like that can be something that you really resonate with. And uh, you just have to be open to that. And, and okay. you know, you're still really young, and that may come, you know, as you um, huh, as you age, I guess, but, you know, as you move through uh, maturing and that kind of thing in your life. Now, your moon is sitting in the fourth house, and it is affecting your ninth house. 
It is also uh, conjunct Saturn. Now, every once in a while, this kind of thing can bring up moments where you might feel, uh, I guess the best word is melancholy, because I don't want to say full-on depression, because that's not quite what happens in this. But, you know, you may have moments where you feel low for some reason, or no reason Mm -hmm. at all. You know, your energy may feel like it's lagging. When that happens, all you need to do to recharge your battery is to just go Mm -hmm. inside maybe do a little meditation or just go lie down and take a nap or do some yoga or whatever it is that you can do to bring yourself back to center because it's just a call for you to spend more time with you, okay? So not anything major here in terms of, you know, sadness developing or what have you, but when you feel that, it's just time to take time for you. That's important. Right. So where's uh, where's Allison's moon sign? Uh, her moon is in – it will be in Leo on her birthday, just like it was oh, for uh, Charlie. But by birth, her moon – say what? Oh, no, no, because oh, yeah. we were wondering, what, because uh, back in the day, when did we what, – what did we used to think it was in college? Libra. We used to think you were in Libra, yeah. But yes. I'm a Leo? Yes. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay, hold on here. Your moon is in, in uh, Libra by birth, okay. but right, on yeah. your birthday this year, it's in Leo. Okay. So okay, we're talking okay. two two types of energy here: the energy mm-hmm. from birth and the energy of the transits that you're experiencing as the planets move, you know, through your chart. So okay. again, you have a fabulous year, Allison. You, the 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 difference between you and Charlie is that you just have mm-hmm. a component of recognizing some inner uh, needs as well as uh, the mm-hmm. outer social needs. Okay. Yeah. And awesome. we had a question from our our chat. Um, if somebody wants to get their chart done, do they contact you on Facebook, or what's the best way? You know, I um, probably the best way is through my website, which is okay, uh, www.living-astrology.com. And I am also at face, on Facebook at livingastrology.com, so, uh, or Living Astrology is the page name. Um, so that's the best way to get a hold of me, and I do all kinds of readings. I, I mean, I guess probably the most popular readings I do right now uh, are people looking at what's coming for them for uh, the rest of the year. You know, Aries energy has triggered a lot of uh, confrontations and conflict within us that needs to be looked at, and people are feeling that energy. But I also do relationship charts where I compare two people in a relationship and find out what the strengths are and what maybe the challenges would be. So mm-hmm. uh, lots of different things that people can do in terms of charts. Nice. Okay. Now explain yeah. to everyone listening yeah. about uh, ascendant, sun sign, moon signs, and what exactly is the galactic center. It's the middle of the Oreo, right? The the the, mm-hmm. the luscious center. Um so the the galactic center is the center of our Milky Way galaxy. And you know, scientists tell us there's probably uh, some sort of black hole there. Um, Mm -hmm. But from an astrological standpoint, it's the place that emanates a lot of energy of of evolution to the planet, to our planet, and to the universe at large. So it becomes a point in your chart where you are resonating with a new energy, with a new paradigm. 
your ascendant or rising sign, because they're interchangeable, is your viewpoint. It is the sign that was rising on the eastern horizon at the moment you came into the planet. And from there, then, we get an idea of your personality, what you look like, uh, your your viewpoint in terms of how you look at the world. Mm-hmm. The sun the sun is what everybody's most familiar with because we identify with ourselves here. That's our ego self. Um, it also represents our will. So in a chart, the sun shows us what are you focusing your will upon in this lifetime. And um, that's why uh, in a conversation I think I had with Alex earlier today, there's, there's so much more than just that sun sign and whether that sun sign resonates with someone else's sun sign because that doesn't take into consideration the personality. And that's the piece where I would look first to see, you know, is there a connection here? Mm-hmm. Um, but, so there's all there's multiple pieces. There's Venus and Mars, which also show us, you know, how you are within a relationship. Um, <laughs> and and those, are, those are the important pieces we look at in a relationship chart, of course. Lots of different pieces. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. You want to... Uh, well, here is something I was curious about. Before yeah. we get to me, as I deflect always, uh, okay. isn't there? Wasn't there when you did uh, Susan Turnbull's chart, the Human Design Lady, we had on before on a uh-huh. previous show? Uh, remember how she told me the story that she was drawn to Santa Fe, and you were able to do a chart for her that pinpointed that she was supposed to be in Santa Fe. Uh, yeah. Were you able to do that for Allison and Charlie's charts? <laughs> Oh, I, I actually didn't do that for their yeah. chart, but I can certainly do that for you guys. Um, okay. It's called a I'm relocation chart. Because I'm thinking of other places sometimes, and I wonder if it's what you would come up with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I won't say it to spoil the surprise. Yeah. The, uh, the uh, relocation chart is one that uh, shows us what lines of influences the planets have at various points ar- across the globe. So, for mm-hmm. instance, for Susan, in her case, she was living under, I want to say she was living under her Jupiter line there, which is one of the most favorable places that you can live, by the way, on the planet is under that line. Okay. But sometimes okay. it just doesn't work out, right? You might be called to go to an area, but spending any longer than the time that you've been uh, on a vacation or something might not work for you in the long run. So mm-hmm. we sort of take a look at all of that that energy. So. Uh, that's a very interesting chart to to pull up. Okay, and 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 usually in uh, simple terms, people try to match up who their mate is by sign. Like I'm supposed to be with like maybe a Cancer, though I can't stand Cancer men, uh, <laughs> and, and <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I have, and they're evil. Oh, and uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so stuff like that. Like, how does how how can the chart with all the influences really pinpoint like which uh, which astrological signs you're really most compatible with? Because I, I right. myself will say I'm I'm instantly attracted to Leos, mm-hmm. but if you want to go to if you want to go to the thing where we marry our parents, I've always been interested instantly, instantly attracted to Gemini's, which was my aunt who raised me in Binghamton, oh, and okay. Libra's, which is my um, mom who's my dominant parent. Right. Yeah. So to be a yeah. cliche, I've always seen that is, a pattern. Is that a separate chart, or is that something you could look at what you did for us and? Out of curiosity. Well, actually, I, I have Alex's chart in front of me because because uh, he and I are working on Cornelia's show tomorrow. But yeah. um, to answer your question, 
let me see if I can answer it in simple terms. First of all, you're a Pisces, right? Yeah. It, see, it would seem logical that another fellow water sign, a Cancer or a Scorpio, would be a good choice for you. There's Hell just no. one small problem. There's just no, one I small can't problem. Stand my water sign. <laughs> your your seventh house of marriage or intimate relationships, the, the close kind of relationships, is in the sign of Sagittarius, and Sagittarius is a fire sign. So yeah. the water sign yeah. in you need more of the passion. You need more of the adventure. You need more yeah. of the outgoing personality. And cancer can yeah, that's be... Why I like Leo's. Yeah, and Leo, again, another fire sign. Now, interestingly for you, the planet Saturn, which represents the father figure or the uh, a figure in your life with the most authority, is in Leo. So in some choices here, you may be picking a Leo because there's a fatherly energy or a... Um, an, an, an air of authority that you sense from this person that fills in the gap, perhaps that you yeah. received from your father. Yeah, because I never, I never knew my dad. The only father influence yeah. was Pisces for me. <laughs> what um, yeah. what would you say in in my on my chart where you said like pairing wise? Mm. So, Allison, in, in your chart, interestingly, the seventh house cusp is uh, also where you have Venus. So it shows that a loving relationship for you might come through your own sign of Taurus. Now, mm. I, I guarantee you that that would be fraught with some difficulties as well if um, yeah. the other person was too stubborn and, and too, um, you know, it, it rutted, let's say, you know, stuck in a rut. Yeah. So, uh, but because you have Venus there, there's something very appealing to you that that uh, somebody like that who would be secure and stable, who uh, espouses a sort of solid foundation for you. So mm-hmm. that would be a real interesting choice for you to choose a Taurian. Um, you also have your part of fortune, which is uh, mm-hmm. something I didn't mark on here for you, but in Gemini. So... Uh, it's funny because Alex has a rising sign in Gemini, and you yep. are partners. You know, you're not married or anything like that, but you're very close friends, and that also is uh, a sign that sits at your seventh house. So Taurus and Gemini might be good choices for you. The Gemini, only I have a lot of my dad's a Gemini. Um, two of my my two female Melissa, best yeah. friends. Krista and Mel are Geminis, and it's funny, and you've got the Gemini in there. Yeah. yeah. And they're all, like, my buddies. Geminis has mm-hmm. always been my, like, like, even my dad and I were, like, buddy pals when I was little and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, it's funny. But, I, I mean. So you I guess know, it I've really always... depends on what you were looking for in a relationship, too. Well, you know, if you're I'm looking in, for death. I'm in one now. I'm in one now that's very lovely. It's with neither of those two signs, but it's all good. Well, so. he's a Pisces, he's a too, Pisces. like me, though. So, and I get along ah. with the fishes. <laughs> I get the fishes. Well, it's because your rising sign is in Scorpio, so there's water there. Yeah. And then, uh, so there is a connection, you know, to the water, mm-hmm. the water signs. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. And then so is Char- are Charlie is Charlie still on the line? I am still here. Yes. What's your partner's? You said what's his sign? Scorpio. He's a Scorpio. And mm-hmm. so Scorpio has a connection with you probably because it's in a position of power in your chart. It's at your midheaven, uh which is the bold 
line that uh, is uh, in your chart is kind of skewed probably because of the latitude you were born at, but it, it is close to like the 11 o'clock position where I circled in brown. And so the, the sign at the midheaven holds the most power in the chart as well as whatever planet happens to sit at that point in your chart. So Scorpio right. kind of exudes power, um, and there's a sense of raw sexuality that comes through in that as well. That's very appealing That's for Scorpios. you. Yeah. I yeah. That's so. why we're here 22 years later, people. That's why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> there you there you it's just part of it. That's part of the magic. <laughs> Part of the but I've got to, Janet, I do have a question. Sure. Um, what, what you were, what she was just, what Allison was just getting at with her friends being Gemini and having, you know, that being, what's the most positive sign for an Aries to have in their life? That's a really like, good question. Who am, I most, who am I most compatible with is so I can yours, check Libra. it out my friends. Well, you know, across from Aries is Libra. Facebook can delete all the ones. A Libra is going to hold a certain kind of quality that you're looking for in that they're very into relationships. And Aries often wants to um, be of service in a relationship. So Libra is one sign you could look at. But Aries is such a uh, fire sign. They're so independent and so... um, able to sort of pioneer and explore the world, that other fire signs are probably good choices as well. So Leo or um, Leo or Sagittarius. Mm. Uh, but I think, you know, you've made a good choice in your life because obviously 22 years, but because Scorpio has a, a, a sort of intensity about it that maybe sort of tempers uh, the, the fiery parts in you. Uh, or mm. pushes you to be more than who you are, you know, causes you to come out uh, a bit. And uh, Gotcha. Yeah. And, and, of course, when I'm looking at two people's charts, by the way, I'm not looking at just your sun sign or even your rising sign. I'm looking at the whole thing because, for example, um, let's say, how, is your partner your same age or is he younger or older? Oh, he's older than I am. He's... Um, three years younger than Jesus. Now, um, <laughs> no, but my my husband is going to be fifty nine this year, so he's like fifteen and a half years older than I am. Right. So his planets are in a completely different location than yours are, and so what would be mm-hmm. interesting to see in a relationship chart for the two of you is uh, what planets are connected. So, for instance, I've been married myself for thirty one years, and. When I did my husband and my chart and we I crossed them, what comes out of it is a very clear sense that we've been together before, that our attraction to each other uh, was something that crossed the, the lines of time. And I love finding that in uh, a relationship because it bodes really well. It can also be very difficult if there was uncompleted business between the two of you and you carry it over into this lifetime without being consciously aware of it. Yes, it's a work in progress. And those are the connections that mean something when you look at them in a chart. That's so interesting that you say that. That is so interesting that you say that because I looked at him one day out of Mm -hmm. the blue and just said, you know what, we finally got it right. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I said, I said, I 
you know, I've always thought that we were soulmates and that we've gone through this before in previous lives. I said, and I have a feeling that the reason why we're so content in this life is that we finally got it right. Mm-hmm. Awesome. There you it have blew it. his mind. <laughs> that makes mm-hmm. us too. Yeah. I think we finally we got like, it. We were told, um, Alex and I were told by someone ago. else a while ago that we were we've all, been connected. We've been connected in different yeah. lengths. Different lifetimes. different lifetimes, and different. Yeah. You know, and maybe I was the dude, you were the chick. Like, roles every, and we every keep, lifetime. like change and stuff. It's interesting. And, well, and that's not unusual at all because have you guys heard of um, soulmates and twin flames, that kind of thing? Yes. Twin flames. Well, What's that? Should you tell about twin, twin flames? Twin flame would be a good like a good analogy for us. Yes. Yeah, it, it probably yeah. is. It's like one. Uh, a twin flame is, uh, think about twins, right? One completes the other. Uh, so mm-hmm. twin flames tend to, you know, constantly look for the part of them that's missing, and they find it in their twin flame. But they're not, even soulmates are not always meant to be together in this lifetime mm-hmm. in a way that right. we think of, in, like marriage or, or that kind of thing. You may come mm-hmm. as soulmates but be sister and brother. And that's yeah. that was our first show. Of that was one of our one yeah. of our first, one of shows, first shows was yeah. about being um, soulmates, soulmates non-traditional, non-traditional soulmates. quote unquote soulmates. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did any of you guys watch the Game of Thrones? Yes. Okay, yes, so you yes. know the Lannister, uh, the Queen and her brother, and how they had this, you know, very incestuous relationship going on. That yes, is a clear it's... example of a soulmate relationship that is gone wrong or isn't socially awry. acceptable. It's very awry. They created this horrible child who's now king, and someone needs to do something about it. But anyway, we won't get into the show. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Spoiler alert. Okay, should we get to my anyway, chart? So that's good. It's been so nicely deflecting away. Well, you had, yeah. you had last time. Yeah. We got really into you. Yeah. So you got you got the whole Alex treatment, and we got the, yeah. all this stuff out of you last week. So let's go back now into the stars with the Urban Jazz. <laughs> go ahead, Janet. All right. So, Alex... Um, you know what I should have done for you, Alex? I could have gone backwards in time and pulled up your birthday chart, but I think it would probably be sort of like stale info because, um, you know, that was more than a month ago now. Yeah. But in yeah. your in your chart, I um, I circled, the first thing I circled for you is in orange uh, at the left side, which is the planet Jupiter and Lilith. Lilith is the black moon. Mm-hmm. She's the shadow. Oh, right? Lilith. Yeah, I remember your yeah. show on that. Yes, yeah, I remember that. And it, it's a very fascinating piece in your chart because it's in the sign of Taurus and it's connected to Jupiter, growth and expansion, and it's in the house of the hidden or the subconscious or fear, limitation, and self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. So you, you came here with a lot of work to do and a lot of work on your shadow. So let's talk about the shadow for a second. Your shadow is the, the shadow of security. And it brings up then a fear of scarcity. So you're always being uh, tasked with uh, whether or not you feel secure or safe uh, or whether you feel comfortable. So there is issues around, you know, having insecurities in your life. And so in order to grow, you have to recognize that this is a shadow that's sort of dogging you from behind. 
And you don't Mm -hmm. want that in your life because you want to go on to do what the truth is of Jupiter in your 12th house here, which is that of, uh, I I call the, the Jupiter in 12th house sort of the hidden masters. Because somehow you bury deeply in your psyche uh, the truth of who you are. And so for you, the gift in this lifetime is to dig that back up, right? Get to the truth of who you are. Because I can tell you, this fear of scarcity or the, the lack of feeling secure in, in the world is just uh, is just not true. It's fear. False evidence appears yeah. real. And yeah, no, that's it's to overcome. I'm always, I'm always, I always feel like that... Um, you know, it's going to go away, and I'm unstable and stuff like the, that in certain aspects. Yeah. And in, in with right. finance and living like loss and stuff like you're afraid of losing. Well, places, just, people, things. Just no stability, which goes right. with what happened with Ethan's reading mm-hmm. about about just knowing my place in the world and stuff like that. I can understand that from right. my whole child. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, hi. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And keeping in mind, a lot of these insecurities were built in your childhood, so um, they're they're something that's you know of the past. It's not even true today, but unfortunately, we are uh, very likely to hold on to things that people tell us in our childhood and make it real in our present, but simply isn't true. So here's what I would challenge you to do: is uh, to take a look at the outpicturing in the world is what you're actually feeling on the inside. And uh, so if you're seeing, you know, insecurity or a lack of security on the outside, then it's really coming from within because the truth of who you are has nothing to do with the physical world and everything to do with the metaphysical world or with the spiritual world. And that's why there's this hidden master here in this 12th house. And to make matters a little bit more difficult for you because, like, you must have wanted a challenge in this lifetime – it's at the point of a yod, which in other shows I've talked about as being the finger of God. And uh, your Jupiter is sitting at the point of that yod, which means that there's a lot of adjustment and sacrifice that you make in this lifetime to be able to bring that stuff out. So you can't, you can't just gloss over yourself, right? You, you have okay. to dig deep. And you have to also point the finger of self-love at yourself. You know, you are a... Pisces, which makes you very empathic. It makes you very Mm -hmm. compassionate. But the one person you probably don't show empathy or compassion to is yourself. Me. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So so when you're tempted... I've lightened up a little bit here, but it's still... When when you're uh, tempted to do that, let go of that and love mm -hmm. yourself instead. Right? So for you as well this year... It is, but it's a particularly good thing here because, you know, Pisceans are prone to depression, and they're prone yeah. to sometimes even abusing drugs, alcohol, and that kind of yeah. stuff, and that can be very destructive. So you've got to look at yourself. You've got to look at yourself from a higher perspective and shoot that yeah. compassion yeah. at yourself. You know, let yourself feel for you what you would feel for someone else who was uh, hurting. Yeah. Right? Love yourself through it. You wouldn't ever probably talk to another person the way that you talk to yourself. And I'm talking That's self-talk. That's a great point. Yeah. So okay. keep that in mind. But, Alex, right. this is a growing year for you as well because Jupiter is now in your first house, 
which means that you're undergoing a personal growth. Um, your ascendant is your yeah. personality, you. So Jupiter is growth yeah. and expansion. Uh-huh. So that, that is what's happening for you, is that as you are willing to heal uh, some of the things that have gone on for you, then you are growing. And you recently would have had a Jupiter return, so you're on a whole new 12-year path of growth anyway. So you oh, might okay. as well grow in the direction that's positive and what you want to be, right, You who you want to be. Now, um, the other thing I circled for you is uh, Saturn and Destiny over at the lower right corner of the chart. They're circled in brown. And I brought this one up because you had, and I hope that this is okay to share, but you had said something about yeah. your health failing in, yeah. um, in, in recently. And mm-hmm. I would guess it's because Saturn is moving through this part of your chart. And Saturn okay. is a taskmaster. And <clears throat> in Scorpio, it wants you to get to your core, and who are you at your core? And um, so, I, you know, depending on what exactly is going on with your physical body, uh, I would look to the spiritual to find mm-hmm. the clue as to what's gone wrong and not look at it as in it's something in the physical. Because almost all, mm-hmm. you know, it's not called disease for a reason. It's called dis-ease <clears throat> because the natural state of your body and mm-hmm. everybody's is health. Um, yeah. It just so happens, though, that you know, right now you've been probably a little stretched in terms of um, the kinds of experiences that you've had and how you're feeling about yourself, and so it's just now showing up in the physical body because your beliefs are running your body as well. So, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, in different, you know, the, uh, the horoscope wheel, each sign actually rules parts of the body, so it's very yeah. interesting yeah. to look at that. The uh, sign of Scorpio <laughs> rules the elimination system, so the lower bowel and uh, all of the, the parts of the body that bring waste out of the body. And it also rules the uh, the genitalia for male and female. And uh, when and if you have lower digestive issues coming up, and I don't know that's your issue, but I'm just saying, if that is an issue for you, then what you need to look at is what kind of crap, literally, are you holding on to that is no longer <laughs> serving you? <laughs> that's true. Because that's, that happens for all of us, not just, you know, people, uh, you're you, but people in general have to look at, you know, what kind of beliefs, ideas, relationships, jobs, homes, uh, patterns, what am I holding on to that no longer serves me? So you get to be okay. a little bit yeah, more yeah. self-centered right now and look at that because Jupiter is in your first house of self. So point the finger at you. Look at you. What are you not willing to hold on to anymore? What can you let go of? What can you you know, reduce uh, the load of, of you feeling bad about yourself by letting go of? What beliefs, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. And then tomorrow you're going to be on Cornelia's show with us anyway. And yeah. we're gonna we're gonna give you techniques and tools to process through this. Okay. Okay. Do you have any questions that you wanted me to look at in in your chart? Yeah. Mm. Oh, this there was this thing. Uh, where was it? The seven year thing. Things coming up from seven years ago, or oh, something that? like that. Where is it? Okay, that's probably one of the transits that is of Saturn, okay. which uh, Saturn squaring Saturn, which is called soul searching. 
And that began this January and doesn't end until October. So it's a 10-month period of time of this kind of um, identity crisis, I guess, is probably the closest I can come in terms of how it plays out in our field um, because we we start to question who we are. What are we doing here? What am I doing? Where am I going? Who am I? All all those very deep, perplexing questions, you know, come up. And... um, and sometimes that can trigger difficulties. It can uh, cause you to want to let go of things in your life that just don't seem appropriate anymore because, you know, in another seven years you're going to be at uh, a Saturn uh, return and you're going to want to be really looking at how can I clear myself here? What what can I do? Actually, how old are you? You've just come to your uh, 36. Yeah, you're 30 something. Yeah, so 36. seven years ago. Okay, so that changes this a bit. 31. So seven years ago, you had your Saturn return. Okay. And, that, and what happens, that's kind of your growing up time, right? When we turn 30, 29 and a half to 30, that's our time where we realize, geez, we're not kids anymore, right? I can't get away with as much inner responsibility anymore. I have to kind of grow up. And so mm-hmm. that's what that Saturn return at age 30-ish does for you. Now you're at the first crisis point, if you will, in the Saturn transit. And now the question is much deeper. I mean, it's still about the questioning and that kind of thing, but there's also a sense that you're looking ahead and going, you know, I'm 36 years old. You know, when am I going to uh, get serious about my life? When am I going to get serious about what I want to do? When am I going to find a serious relationship? All those questions start to come up, and it really starts to make you feel uh, it's not it's not Saturn making you feel this way, but you start to question how uh, good you are because of the things that you see that you don't have that you really desire. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So the way to get through this is to look at yourself closely and recognize this is just a transit and that, yes, it's time to let go of things that don't resonate with me anymore, that aren't a frequency match, and let those things go, whether they're people, jobs, beliefs, patterns, blah, 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 you name it, it's time to let them go. You want to be fresh, right? You want to get clear. Not not a fun time especially, but it's also, uh, if you look at it as a time of um, intense inner growth, then I think it becomes much more comfortable because there's a reason why you're experiencing the things you're experiencing. Yeah. Sorry. Yay. Sorry I'm getting in the chat. Oh, we're chatting with our fan. But, yeah, I mean, I'm glad. This- this stuff's really cool. And, you know, and just like a, an another, you know, I know um, I remember when you were, you were, um, you had actually written something on Alex's wall because I remember you asking, you're like, was I supposed to like this type of dude? And you still <laughs> said, you know, and the, the big thing is, is like, it's all, you know, we still have our, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Because I just that? lost it. We still have our, like, you know, our like, you know, we're in charge of our own destiny, but this stuff is kind yeah, of like a cool free will. Way to look at everything else. Mm. Yes, it's, it's oh, about no, free yeah, will. Because, uh, when I was on your, I listened to one of your first shows, and uh, I gave you my birth date, mm. and you you said something that about destiny, my destiny being in Libra and blah blah blah, which which mm-hmm. which caused an existential crisis because it's mm-hmm. like, oh no, I'm not going to marry my parents. <laughs> ah, no. But guess what, Alex? Your destiny is in Libra, which is in your fifth house of love and romance. That would be why I said that. 
So oh, there's okay. something there's something juicy for you to learn in relationship with Libras, and it's probably about how to how to have joy, how to be creative, how to give in to the pleasure of love and romance, because Libra it rules that sector of a chart. It rules the uh, uh, relationship sector. So they're masters at that. Um, it yeah. doesn't mean for sure that you have to be with a Libra, but if a Libra shows up and you're thinking to myself, yourself, wow, I might want to explore what this person has to, to show me. What might I learn from this person? Then be open to that. Be open to just mm-hmm. having what you desire in your life and not trying and to categorize it or put it in a box. Yeah. yeah, no, because I always it's it's funny that you say that because I always uh, because I'm so closed off and walled up when it comes to relationships with uh, men or romantic relationships, right. and I always how ha- I admired I used to make fun of it, but I always admired how Libras uh, were so in love with love and could and yeah. could so easily fall all the Libras in my life could so easily fall in love and so easily get on to that next relationship, and I'm not like that. I have to yeah. process and I have to hurt. And I have to, I have to wall up, and I have to think about it. So I, so I, uh, so I always close up after every hurt with whatever, whatever guy. And I always saw like Libras is able to be fluid mm. and go into other relationships and be open to whatever happens, which is almost the complete opposite of the way I am. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. But because you're a Piscean, you you're swimming. Your sign is the two fish, right? One is swimming mm-hmm. in the conscious. The other one is down in the below. It's it's unseen. It's in the it's in the depths. And so yeah, part of you has to go through those depths or you won't come back out on the top. But that's your process. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make it wrong or right. And it doesn't yeah. make what Libra's doing wrong or right. It's just different processes. You're a water sign, Libra's air. So they breeze through, but water is deeper than that. It's it's more dense. It has uh it has more to uh process through. So that is you. That's that's okay. And it holds yeah. things in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, but but you're also very intuitive, uh, Alex. So don't discount that when you come across yeah. somebody who might be a, a likely candidate for a relationship. Go with your gut, because that Pisces knows. They they know things. Yeah. They, they know. They don't know how they always know, but they do know. Oh, that's good stuff. Oh man, but it's it's it was great to have you on. I mean, I love I always loved hearing about this stuff, and it's and like I said, I mean, I read a book or do whatever, but it's cool when someone can like it really knows they're talking about can break it down. I always found it interesting. So Um, you know, a lot of other people so much for having me. That's why they can check you out Thursdays at seven Eastern. Living Astrology. Uh, is it 7 Eastern? Yeah, I guess it is. I'm on at 4 p.m. Pacific time. And yep. now my show is 60 Minutes. Right, when we're just and kind of uh, hopefully we're home and we're like after we eat or whatever and we're getting our stuff together planning for, we like to put you on and check it out while we're working around and getting ready for our show. It's very cool. That's nice. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I love yeah. what I do. So uh, this is my Thank passion. Thank <laughs> <laughs> we all need to follow that. <laughs> Each of our yeah, own exactly. Whatever they may yeah. be, they're to us and they're special. And if they make you happy, you go and do it. Right, because if you want more of it, if I always tell people, I would do this 
whether I was paid for it or not, just because that's I know that it's what I love to that's do. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, just because it it, it mm-hmm. makes me feel good to help other people, you know, find themselves or to discover their path or or whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. And 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 that's what I tell people all the time is whatever it is that you love to do, follow that. Yeah. You know, don't get yourself in a mold that says, oh, but I have to be a secretary or, oh, I have to be a, a an accountant or whatever. Only do that exactly. if that's what makes you feel joy. Otherwise, you are wasting your time. Yeah. Okay, okay, go with the joy. All right, we're about to get cut off here because we're running over. Oh, my God. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank we'll you. be back next week. Forget it. Happy birthday. Stay safe. Thank you, Janet, and thank you guys for watching and listening. Go ahead, Michelle. Play the music. <laughs> Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.